Today, we start session 54. We're moving right along. This is Law of One, session 54, received May 29, 1981. Uh, at the beginning, 33 exchanges. At the beginning, we have some commentary that was put into Book 5, personal material, um, Jim and Carla, about Jim's process as the background to a question that was asked in the session. And uh, this is a very um, helpful session. You can see the deepening metaphysics uh, and the uh, integration of a view, an understanding of uh, seven chakras as um, as a outpicturing, as as a manifestation of cosmic plan. Right, the soul evolution and cosmic plan. So, cosmic plan of the logos, the logoi, galactic and solar, gave rise to the scheme of soul evolution. Soul evolution occurring within cosmic plan, uh, the seven chakra system as our um, means of <clears throat> fashioning experience uh, so as to develop consciousness or the development of all we are, uh, which leads to return to source or uh, and great greater comprehension or full comprehension of cosmic plan. So, um, at the beginning, we have commentary on Book 5, commentary from Book 5 material, or commentary from Jim and Carla. Jim says, When I was in the process of cutting trees with which to build my cabin in the woods of central Kentucky in the spring of 1973, I was quite unsure of how or if I would be able to survive alone in that remote environment. Though subdued most of the time, my nervousness about this whole project was obvious. <clears throat> One night in my tent, I was awakened by the sound of a friend's dog eating dog food from its plastic bowl. I mentally heard the message that is spoken of in the following material, uh, which was in the session 54 here, and wrote it down by flashlight. It appears that each of us has at least three guides to aid us, and aid is usually given in a symbolic manner in order to give us clues that will stimulate our own thinking and seeking abilities rather than by laying out answers in a plain and unquestionable fashion. And then Carla's uh, contribution is, Carla said, I have experienced Jim's nervousness through our long association and found that his quickness and alertness are preternatural, meanings like supernatural or, you know, extraordinary. <clears throat> the trait seems to be a mixed blessing, however, for if the objects he is manipulating have the temerity, which means boldness, to be balky, the tension can escalate. I suppose virtues I suppose virtues always have their shadows. I have come to find that level of trust with Jim where one accepts another without regard for anything but complete support, and would not change him to be one iota less fiery. That race horse temperament is simply the shadow of so many wonderful traits that make him the extremely efficient and ever-resourceful good judge of men and situations that he is. So, the background was that Jim was um, basically trying to, he's like, like a homesteader, making it off the grid on his own, Kentucky 73, uh, and felt a bit nervous because it is quite a big deal to, <clears throat> to make, you know, to make a complete self-sufficient homestead like that. 
and felt nervous and then got some message um, regarding his process. And he, uh, he comments here, which is totally correct, that assistance or aid or guidance is often given symbolically, uh, providing clues that stimulate our own thinking or clues that stimulate, like catalyst, uh, our own response to the clues to decipher their meaning and then apply them to our current need. So it's <clears throat> a symbolic <clears throat> symbolic um, guidance or support or assistance that is catalytic or stimulative so that we can help ourselves. And the first helping is to figure out what does that symbolic message mean? And then the second is to apply it to my situation, like uh, how can I use this guidance uh, for myself uh, to move through this problem? And that's just the way um, any kind of spiritual teaching is uh, when there's a sort of guru-disciple or master-student or teacher-student situation where um, the teacher can't give everything. <laughs> At best, they can just give that which fits um, but needs us to personalize and, and sort of warm, warm it into shape or shape it into a personal form that is relevant to our process. So the session formally begins 54-0 in brackets. I am Ra. I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. We create or we communicate now. <laughs> we create now. Uh, I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. We communicate now. Uh, first was Don asking of Carla's condition. Ross says it's as previously stated. Also in blue from the personal material 54.2, Don asks, I have a question from Jim about an experience he had when he first moved to his land in which he was told, quote, the key to your survival <clears throat> comes indirect through nervousness. The, ent the entity was Angelica. Can you give him information with respect to this? Ross said, yes. <laughs> now, uh, I would imagine that that was the name that he uh, imagined for the guidance source, Angelica, which means, you know, female angel. And obviously it had a feminine tone to it, or he had sense of it. So, <clears throat> meanwhile, you can see how I can see, <laughs> I, extrapolating, how people can make a big deal out of um, out of their personalized interpretation of inspiration. So if some entity or I get some direct guidance that says something like that, and I think, oh, I think, you know, thinking that I must put a name to it, that's the first problem. Thinking I must say, what is your name? Like that's going to help me. <clears throat> or thinking, what is, its, what is its name? What is the name of this entity? And then I come up with uh, uh, Angelica, meaning I do sense maybe it's a feminine, um, and that's the first name that comes to my mind. Uh, I could make a whole long story and say, "How are you, Angelica? Why are you named Angelica? What you know? What do you look like? And where are you from?" And make a whole long situation. Um, meanwhile, uh, the name you know Ross said that the naming concept is not universal many entities and groups don't even have a name and that one of the means by which 
entities control others is by name. And so the whole issue of naming is, um, is complex. And, uh, you know, people can make more, people can um, get stuck in the lowlands rather than uh, take the high road, which in this case is to look into exactly what does it mean. The key to your survival comes not directly but indirectly through your quality of nervousness. It's sort of affirming that his wariness or nervousness or hypervigilance is very helpful. And then Don asks about it. 53, 54, 3, would you please do that or explain? And Ra says, as we have noted, each mind-body-spirit complex has several guides available to it. The persona uh, of two of these guides is the polarity of male and female. The third is androgynous and represents a more unified conceptualization faculty. This is not a, this is a very important point. And then second paragraph, 54, 3, Roth says, the guide speaking as sound vibration complex Angelica was the female polarized persona. The message may not be fully explicated due to the law of confusion. We may suggest that in order to progress, a state of some dissatisfaction will be present, thus giving the entity the stimulus for further seeking. This dissatisfaction, nervousness, or angst, if you will, is not of itself useful Thus, its use is indirect. So, there's a lot to say about this. So, according to this view, um, this view of Ra um, actually pertains to the majority of third density souls, not every wanderer. Not every soul, not every wanderer. Uh, But uh, the point that everyone has several guides, that's for sure. Everyone has many guides, actually. However, I don't believe, my sense personally, is that everybody, every soul at every level, always has three guides that are three beings that are male, female, and androgynous. That's not exactly what Ra is saying. When Ra says the persona of two of them is uh, gender polarity, gender polarized, right? The polarity of two, persona of two, is the polarity of male and female, that doesn't necessarily mean person because what Ra is saying is a conceptualization faculty. Uh, the We're talking about gender-polarized personae, P-E-R-S-O-N-A-E, plural, personas. Persona is a Greek word meaning mask. Personality can be seen as the mask of soul or the mask of higher self. That's the third density sense of self, we may say. These uh, guides that are male, female, and androgynous um, are not necessarily entities, as far as I know. They may be, they may not be. The universe is not black and white, there's a lot going on. Because uh, we're talking about um, conceptualization faculties. When, the, when Ross said the third of these guides is androgynous, representing a more unified conceptualization faculty, um, Ra didn't say um, representing, you know, a middle sex being of ambivalent gender. <laughs> We're not necessarily talking about beings that are boys, a boy and a girl, and a and a what a transsexual, <laughs> a middle sex gender, uh, which would be very popular these days. Uh, 
No, actually. We're talking about conceptualization faculties. We're talking about, I think, personally, um, modes of stepping down guidance from higher self. There is the right channel and the left channel and the mid channel. There's the right ear tone, left ear tone, and above the head tone. That's the three, these are the three channels. Very similar to the uh, Hindu yogic metaphysical understanding of the two channels up the back and the, the central channel, the middle. So you have the two nadi, N-A-D-I, the two nadis or energy lines, channels of Ida Pingala, moon and sun, male and female. And the middle, Sushumna, or central channel, um, which Taoists understand too, uh, as uh, perhaps being androgynous or, you know, neither uh, blend of the two, the two genders. You know, gender is, gender is not um, a universal. It really, I believe, pertains simply to um, the two qualities, the, the polarized qualities of intelligent energy being yang and yin, or being um, transmission and reception, or um, potential and kinetic, or receptive and um, initiatory. Um, the female that rates, you know, waits to be reached, and the reaching forward and that which waits for the reaching, Raha said. Anyway, um, we surely have guides. They surely have their own quality of polarity. Uh, I wouldn't make too much of a big deal out of... Um, uh, trying to analyze them as entities, but uh, reception to guidance is very important, <laughs> and increasing reception to guidance is very important. Meanwhile, uh, one becomes one's source, and uh, self supports or self guides increasingly. Some people get very stuck in asking, What should I do? Guide, guide one, two, or three. What should I do? What should I do? Tell me, give me a sign. Uh, and become kind of infirm or feeble, m m metaphysically feeble, and feeble by continually asking for guidance rather than realizing that, you know, <laughs> your essence is the source of those guides anyway. Your essence, higher self, is the source of all downstep guidance anyway. So return to your source. Anyway, Ra didn't explain fully, but they make a very important point that in order to progress some dissatisfaction or and nervousness or angst all of these are conditions of restlessness these are all conditions of uh, imbalance and disturbance they're all associated with um, uh, distortion <laughs> uh, and uh, you know in a Buddhist framework um, tana upadana and uh, desire meaning craving or some basic thirst some basic sense of there's something wrong here thirst, tanha, and then clinging, upadana, clinging uh, in mind and concept to what we interpret is going on, you know, fashioning interpretation. And then by that interpretation, fashioning our, our sense of how we will respond physically or mentally to desire or get rid of something, to desire to acquire or to desire to push away or remove uh, to take care of that thirst or that dissatisfaction or the sense that something's wrong. And that's the way, you know, thus is born samsara. And so dissatisfaction, nervousness, angst, um, or 
essential thirst and craving um, is the engine of evolution. Uh, it's, um, Ross said, gives the entity stimulus for further seeking. Um, uh, in order to progress or to do soul evolution, uh, some dissatisfaction is present. Of course, we still have desire. I mean, the only ones that are free of desire are free of the octave, as far as I know. And they're in a whole other situation anyway, with still some intention or tensionality. So, um, it's, it, it's inevitable that we feel angst, dissatisfaction, restlessness, nervousness, um, unsettledness, always, nearly always, actually, it's normal. It's normal to feel unwell always. Meaning, even in my experience, if you bore down by sati, by mindfulness, into the moment-to-moment experience, like Gautama said, you'll see it's all burning. Burning meaning it's very unstable. And once you have some happiness, um, it's already starting to decay because the conditions of mind are always changing, and body too. So... This is the linkage between uh, angst and soul evolution. <laughs> and of course, you can see that <clears throat> the, the institution of the veil in 3D mind, uh, 3D physical space-time brain, mind, the veil instituted by the ancient Logoi, uh, solar Logoi, uh, in third density life, which leads to the, the, the sense of choice and the sense of... Um, uh, possibility of polarity, moral polarity, positive, negative path, that veiling in mind is um, yet another stimulus for further seeking that creates even more dissatisfaction, nervousness, or angst, or is the basis of it. In fact, there would be no uh, angst, dissatisfaction um, in deep mind without the veil. And in higher dimensions, they don't have um, that much angst or dissatisfaction but they still do have a longing um, to return to source. And so the veil surely powers evolution in the octave, but uh, even in higher dimensions, um, mind is still burning, or there's still dukkha. There's dukkha until you're finished with um, the octave, as far as I know. And that dukkha in Buddhism meaning stress, dissatisfactoriness, in um, suffering, but it's really stress, and that's um, also dissatisfaction. Uh, typical translations is uh, you know dukkha as the engine of soul evolution, um, dukkha as the catalyst to seeking increasing happiness and well-being, and reformulating our values and taking better care of ourselves and being true to what's really important, as we keep developing a cre- greater, clearer sense of what's really important which evolves over time. 54.4. Don says, thank you, and says, I would like to trace the energy that I assume comes from the Logos. I'm going to make a statement and let you correct me on the statement and expand on my concept. And Rob, by the way, said that Don's concept is correct, so you can take that before he says it. Don said, from the Logos comes all frequency, all frequencies of radiation of light. These frequencies of radiation make up all of the densities of experience that are created by that Logos. 
I'm assuming that the planetary system of our sun in all of its densities is the total of the experience created by our sun as a logos. Is it correct? Process is correct. Now, all frequencies of radiation of light or all frequencies of light or the seven rays of light or colors um, and the seven chakras came out of the logos. Um, those frequencies are, you know, correlated to the densities. Um, so the frequencies of light radiation are the densities. And then the chakras are the kind of hook-in point <clears throat> or the access point that uh, beings of mind-body-spirit complex, mind, you know, body, mind, and will or spirit, uh, triadic beings or beingness has uh, those seven so-called energy centers, chakra points, which are resonant and ac uh, access points or access vortices to the seven dimensions of the octave. Uh, the frequencies of radiation, meaning the seven rays, actually, make up all the densities of the octave created by the logos, yeah. Um, to say that the planetary system of our sun or our solar system is the whole of, the, of our logos is wrong, in my view, Rod said that this logos may have actually has a, a huge number of star systems in its beingness, not just this one. Um, but yeah, sure, you can say that our solar system, <clears throat> with its seven densities, is the total uh, of experience created by our physical sun or associated with this physical sun, which is one expression of a pretty great um, logos. So yes, um, one logos, um, which would be sublogos, right? We have galactic and and logo galactic logos and then solar sublogos. Uh, the distinction is very fine, you know, but the differentiation of galactic logos into a solar logoi, um, each one of those logoi or solar uh, sub creators uh, may have many solar systems or many suns and planets uh, and octaves associated with those suns and planets as its beingness. And this Logos uh, is a big, big guy and has many solar systems associated with it, as far as I know. 54.5, Don says, Now, I'm assuming that the different frequencies are separated, as we've said, into the seven colors, that each of these colors may be the basic frequency for a sub-Logos of our sun logos and that a sub logos um he had some problem here that a sub logos or individual you see individual is a sub sub logos so it's wrong to say the sun is a sub logos the being the 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 self or higher self or us as a seven dimensional being is a sub sub logos but he says an individual may activate any one of these basic frequencies or colors and use that body that is generated from the activation of that frequency or color, is it correct? Ross said it's pretty pretty keen of Ra to, to uh, thread the needle here Ra, or to uh, untangle. Ross said, if we grasp your query correctly, this is not correct, in that the sub-sub-logos, meaning the beingness, sub, the, 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 uh, being this evolving in the octave, that the sub-sub-logos resides not in dimensionalities, but only in co-creators or mind-body-spirit complexes. So, 
we as a seven-dimensional evolving beingness uh, easily labeled as mind-body-spirit complex or formally more fully as mind-body-spirit beingness totality complexes meaning a seven-dimensional being we are seven-dimensional beingness <laughs> what is your true identity well um, infinity <laughs> but one step down would be a seven-dimensional beingness right there's seven-dimensional um, uh, structure and then within that structure comes function which is seven-dimensional beingness as mind-body-spirit beingness totality complex or the seven-dimensional self the level of beingness being associated with six chakra six density higher self atman uh, <clears throat> indicates that that our our nature our being or our our, nat- our true nature as co-creator um, is associated with the um, atmanic level or the higher self level and the true creative you know the 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 form maker body is is the indigo body the form maker being is atman atman six density makes the body or uh, you know shapes helps shapes this body and mind the body of our physical matter and the body of our mind your mind body uh, not made by it you know uh, in the way of uh, determinism but uh, fashioned in its potentials and guided um, you know from from evolution um, you know from six dense from second density to six <clears throat> so Ra is really saying that uh, the sub sub when we're talking about uh, creators we go from galactic logos to its own self-differentiated solar sub logos logoi the many to uh, its manifestation in the six density scheme as the sub sub logos higher self atman six density which um, is associated with the form maker body of indigo and the form making function um, that provides the vehicle of experience for soul evolution in the octave the vehicle of experience is the mind body spirit complex the seven dimensional uh, energy fields our seven dimensional energy fields with seven chakras the seven energy bodies seven chakras that uh, that offer stability or uh, a kind of form anchoring at the level of body and sentience or all functions of consciousness and experiential fashioning or mind and will uh, or the spirit level which is intentionality and basic awareness you see the secret is awareness is will and the direction of awareness develops will because it is an act of will it is the action of will um, to be aware and that's um, ultimately associated with spirit complex and the basis of sentience it's the basis of mind the basis of mind is will but it's the logoic will um, to be sentient or to uh, the, the will of awareness itself the basic power of awareness as a as a light shining uh, that um, that establishes so <laughs> uh, 
Um, anyway, um, sub sub logos resides or is a beingness functioning fashioning experience that is associated with the co-creator um, of, of that is that runs soul evolution uh, in this case being a higher self or mind body spirit complex coming out of higher self <clears throat> that's where the sub 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 logos is the higher self it's not a dimensional thing because the dimensions are made by the logoi the solar logoi which could be called sub logoi so solar logoi solar sub logoi making dimensions in which a another co-creator the sub sub logos higher self fashions its seven rays and seven bodies in as a vehicle for evolution in the octave so you can say that the whole mind body spirit complex system or the seven dimensional bodies are itself the level of body for the logos <clears throat> or the sub logos the sub logos uh, evolves itself by the experience of countless vehicles for experience uh, being the seven dimensional uh, beingness beings of seven dimensions in the octaves those beings are actually we can say vehicles of experience of the sub logos <laughs> if you can get to that point you don't need coffee 54 6 <clears throat> What I meant was that a mind-body-spirit complex then can have any, can have a body activated that is one of the seven rays. Is it correct? Yeah. Ross said, this is correct in the same sense as it is correct to state that anyone may play a complex instrument which develops a, an euphonious harmonic vibration complex, such as your piano, and can play this so well that it might offer concerts to the public, as you would say. In other words, although it is true that each true color vehicle, meaning of the seven bodies, is available potentially, there is skill and discipline needed in order to avail the self of the more advanced or lighter vehicles. So, Don was asking a kind of simple question about mind, body, spirit, the sub-sub logos, uh, may have us, a seven-dimensional self, may have any of our seven-dimensional bodies activated, more or less, uh, depending on our, you know, work. Uh, any of those seven bodies associated with seven rays, yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Ross saying, um, anybody can play a piano, uh, and anyone ultimately can play a, a musical instrument so well that they do public concerts. This euphonious harmonic vibration complex means nice sound, <laughs> lovely music. <clears throat> this is the way ETs talk. So, uh, one may play the instrument of the seven-dimensional self so well that one may uh, take the show on the road and um, be a um, you know heavenly musician or seven-dimensional Gandharva, for those who know what that means, um, meaning a, a kind of angelic musician, musician from Hinduism. So, one may be a seven-dimensional uh, Gandharva, and um, play euphonious vibrational complexes by word throughout the realm of the logoic kingdom of the seven dimensions uh, but <laughs> that really depends on skill and discipline um, each true color vehicle meaning each of the seven 
um, seven ray energy fields. Seven bodies are the seven energy fields of our being, of our total seven-dimensional self, associated with the seven dimensions, or seven primary rays. Each of those vehicles can be played or uh, can be, you know, well-developed. These are advanced or lighter vehicles. So each of the seven energy fields, the seven ray energy bodies, can be seen as vehicles, vehicles of experience. We're fashioning experience within those vehicles. They also may be seen as vehicles for the sublogos, the solar, to experience uh, beingness as an octave, or to experience the the full trammel, T-R-A-M-M-E-L, the full trammel of soul evolution in its own octave. The composite or synthesized experience of all beings evolving through the octave is quite a quite a rich experience for the solar logos. Uh, but for our self-development, we need skill and discipline. Skill is uh, upaya, <laughs> Buddhism, straight up 101. Upaya, skillful, is is my um, way of living skillful, my way of interacting, my way of service, my way of helping. My use of my time each day, is it skillful or is it uh, sloppy and foolish and unhelpful? Skillful means helpful. Discipline doesn't mean bed of nails, it's the discipline of understanding. Do you, are you committed to true understanding? Are you committed to truth? Are you committed to really knowing yourself, including what's painful and shameful and hateful and you don't like? Are you really committed to truth? <laughs> That's discipline. That's discipline. Not the bed of nails or uh, the grain of uh, the, seed, the sesame seed grain meal per day. <clears throat> the real work, the real work is the discipline of understanding, which leads to living more and more in truth, which leads to conforming our activity of body and speech, particularly, uh, to truth. Speak true. Uh, don't speak false. And live true. Don't live foolish. <laughs> don't live, don't do what you think is unhelpful. Do what is helpful. How to know? Analyze consequences. That's the distillation of love light that Ra's talking about. It was the soul making. Soul making by distillation of love light is the analysis of of our mind and our life by consequences. You know? How am I doing? Um, are you doing okay? If you're not doing okay, uh, how come? How? How are, how are you not doing okay? Do you know? Do you want to know? Do you really want to know? If you do, you can. That's skill. <clears throat> That's the discipline of understanding, no doubt. So that's, I believe, um, you know, developing the euphonious harmonic vibration of the seven-ray vehicle. 54.7, Don says, Now, I have made these statements just to get to the basic question I wish to ask. It's a difficult question to ask. He goes on, We have, coming from the sub-logos we call our sun, intelligent energy, which then forms... And we'll take as an example a single sub-sub-logos, which is a mind-body-spirit complex. This intelligent energy is somehow modulated or distorted, shall, so that it ends up as a mind-body-spirit complex, with certain distortions of personality, that it is necessary 
for the mind body spirit complex or or shall the the mental portion of that complex to undistort meaning the the entity needs to undistort itself in order to conform once more with precisely with the original intelligent energy first i want to know if my statement on that is correct and secondly i want to know why this is the way that it is if there dot 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 if there is any answer other than the first distortion of the law of one, I mean the law of free will, you know, it's just free will. Um, is there any answer other than that uh, first distortion of the law of free law of one for this to explain why this transit or transform transformational sequence by uh, transformational sequence occurs from sub logos sun um, down stepping intelligent infinity to intelligent energy which uh, then um, shapes or forms uh, or obviously, you know, provides the energetics for the formation of the seven-dimensional sub-sub-logos or us as mind-body-spirit complex of seven dimensions. Uh, Then people have these, you know, personality distortions uh, and needs the mind portion or consciousness must then undistort itself to return you know to the original intelligent energy or become a non-distorted seven-dimensional being um, whose seven ray bodies energy fields uh, you know show no distortion or no um, dissonance or diffraction from the 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 original condition of intelligent energy or intelligent infinity, something like that. Well, Don wants to know why is that happening, and how is it true? Ross said this statement is substantially correct. If you will penetrate the nature of the first distortion, law of free will, in its application of self-knowing self. You may, you may begin to distinguish the hallmark of an infinite creator variety. Were there no potentials for misunderstanding, and therefore understanding, there would be no experience. <clears throat> That's the key, one of the key takeaways also. Um, misunderstanding, confusion is built into the system. The whole of seven-dimensional evolution uh, occurs under avidya, ignorance in Hinduism and Buddhism. Be ye not f- fooled. All soul evolution, including higher self, is under the sway or under the veil of avidya, ignorance, primary not knowing, which is um, basically misunderstanding. <laughs> there would be no experience without misunderstanding. The purpose of experience or the fashioning of experience by mind, right, using some, the, the samskaric or um, five skandhas set of body or form sensations in the body body related perceptions and mind related perceptions and then mind activity of thinking, imagining ment- mentation fifth skandha, fourth skanda being samskaras thinking, fashionings and then the fifth consciousness that whole situation is, is misunderstanding <laughs> that whole that whole five skandhas arise out of upadana. They're called upadana skanda. They arise out of clinging. They arise out of ignorance. There would be no experience of the octave without avidya, um, which is basically, uh, you know, 
the one infinite creator agreeing to experience um, the illusion of limits, the con working with the concept of light, light, intelligent energy is a concept, Ross said, uh, you're just dancing thoughts, whose thoughts? The Logoic, thoughts of the Logos, thoughts of God, you're dancing thoughts of God, uh, not knowing that, or um, not uh, conforming with the source of those thoughts, uh, is ignorance and leads to the entirety of seven-dimensional evolution. So were there no potentials for misunderstanding and therefore understanding there's no experience, experience is the nature, is the name of the game. Experience is the purpose for creation. Creation, the, the, the generation of, of galactic logoi, the generation of the galaxies and the stars and the planets and the beings and the bodies in the, those planets and the stars and the galaxies. The purpose for that whole thing is experience. The experience of intelligent infinity or infinity experiencing itself. Variety. Self-knowing self. Uh, first distortion in its application of self-knowing self. The purpose of creation is the infinite knowing the infinite. The infinite one knowing itself. That's called experience. That's based on ignorance. It's based on misunderstanding. It's based on Basically, um, <clears throat> the uh, illusion of limits that is established by the concept of light, which is the generation of the galactic logoi um, that then downsteps into the solar, and uh, the vehicle of experiencing in the octaves being a mind-body-spirit complex. So, um, uh, these are great questions from Don, and they're very, <laughs> very high, but... Um, uh, the spiritual path or the purpose for the fashioning of experience in the octaves or the nature of spiritual path uh, near to soul evolution in cosmic plan is return to source. You know, it's the path of return. It's called the path of return. Spiritual path is the path of return. Return to what? Return to one. Return to source. Return to true nature. The original desires that entities seek and become one, said Ra. The, the nature of the work that's done in creation is seeking and becoming one. That is the nature of the experience of itself that the One Infinite um, seeks. Um, and that's the purpose for which there is a creation. Um, is basically for the experience of the path. For the experience of self knowing self fully <clears throat> from a veiled ignorance misunderstanding of vidya condition under um, experiencing the illusion of limits uh, by agency of the concept of light the concept of light gives rise to intelligent energy gives rise to the seven dimensions gives rise ultimately to um, the seven energy bodies of seven of seven dimensional beings with seven chakras that are working through that vehicle, the seven dimensional vehicle of experience as soul evolution to return to source. Uh, that's what it's all about, as far as I know. Um, and that whole thing is, um, you know, uh, making good use of misunderstanding. <laughs> for soul evolution in the octave 
and to the glory of the infinite one which just which wants to experience that um that that um that journey <clears throat> from um minor you know elementality from first dimensional elementality elemental life <clears throat> through mineral plant animal uh, human and transpersonal or uh, higher dimensional um, the one seeks that for itself um, to know how it's done and so it's very much the development of sentience the development of sentience is the purpose of existence and that experience of sentience uh, will assist the logoi in the formula in in their work in the next octave okie dokie 54 8 okay <laughs> Don says once a mind-body-spirit complex becomes aware of this process it then decides that in order to have the abilities the full abilities of the creation and the creator of which it is a small part yet yet at the same time all of us in order to have the abilities this it's hard to read Don's mind sometimes I'm sorry yet at the same time all of in order to have the abilities that go with the entire creation it's necessary to reunite its thinking or reharmonize its thinking with the original creative thought in precise vibration or frequency of vibration I will say in order this is like going into somebody's mind in order to do this it is necessary to discipline the personality so that it is so that it precisely conforms to the original thought or original vibration and this is broken into seven areas of discipline each corresponding to one of the true one of the colors of the spectrum is this correct it seems correct to me and Ra's answer is so perfectly um, nuanced um, understanding the correctness and the very subtle um, mistaken uh, bases or unspoken assumptions that gave rise to the question. Uh, let's just go to Ra's answer. Ra said, This statement, though correct, bears great potential for being misunderstood. The precision with which each energy center matches the original thought lies not in the systematic placement of each energy nexus but rather in the fluid and plastic placement of the balanced blending of these energy centers in such a way that intelligent energy is able to channel channel itself with minimal distortion the mind body spirit complex is not a machine it's rather what you might call a tone poem so Don is uh, a bit heavy on the mechanism, mechanistic, mechanisticalism, and um, Ra's saying, yeah, we can talk about precision, or the precision of seven chakras development, and precision of seven chakras energy field, seven bodies development, in their um, uh, development to conform or to be free of distortion um, in harmonics or harmon harmonize with the original seven rays, right? With the the ideal or non-distorted energetic condition of those seven rays or seven dimensions 
or seven qualities of energy and light, that precision is not a mechanistic matter. The mind-body-spirit complex is not a machine. Is is alluding to is to I believe alluding to the unstated assumptions and biases of Don himself, who like the occultist view, the um, wisdom over love, even right hand path, spiritual path, positive path, occultist magical, white magical way, which I call wisdom over love or leading with mind, leading with wisdom over leading with love, while the mystic is leading with love. Don is. You know, very much a white magical-oriented um, being um, in this way of approaching the work. Uh, and Ross says it's not a systematic placement of each energy nexus, meaning it's not like you have to develop each chakra to a particular. You know, like to turn the dial. You know, working on the seven, working on the self, is not a matter of turning dials to uh, correct harmonic levels. It's not, Ross said, not the systematic placement of each energy nexus. It's not that each energy chakra, each energy nexus means chakra or ray, an associated energy field body. It's not the um, systematic or mechanical uh, configuration of each chakra that's needed. It's rather a fluid uh, and plastic, meaning uh, labile, or uh, fluid, fluidic, uh, flowing, or undulating, or um, non-rigid and uh, certainly uh, curvative, rather than um, linear, <laughs> a, a holistic and systemic, or systematic, or synthetic, um, wholly integrated placement of balanced blending of the chakras. Not each one, but what's what's placed, the placement is a balanced blending. What is established or placed is a balanced blending of the seven, not a particular energetic configuration of each one um, independent of the others. And so that's the problem with mechanism or the way of mechanism, mechanismism, <laughs> mechanism is a mechanism is mechanism is entity or you know, they're just words that don't exist, that I don't know. The whole way of mechanism, or uh, what, what to me is the white magical path, um, is to me the downfall or their limitation is an overly rigid conceptualization of the work on self to be done. The work on self to be done is actually um, crafting or um, gently, lovingly shaping a beautiful tone poem. Uh, fully committed to truth, fully committed to ahimsa, <clears throat> fully committed to um, freedom, <laughs> freedom, not rigidity, freedom. Um, you know, uh, 360 degree, well greased ball bearing, uh, not rigid, not limited. Uh, tone poem is vibratory. It's a it's a um, synthesis of vibrations. Right, it's it's um, tone meaning musical tone or sound, sound vibration complex or vibration, or vibratory potential, of seven chakras, of seven qualities of consciousness or mind, um, or at least the middle five, um, 
a vibratory, a a poetic, which means um, you know associated with beauty and truth, truth and beauty, right? The good, the true, and the beautiful. Um, make yourself um, an expression of the 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 good, the true, and the beautiful. You know, make yourself an expression of truth in beauty or beauty in truth, which is power. You know, universal power, you know, boundless power, uh, you know, source power manifesting through uh, beauty and truth or truth in beauty. That's how I understand tone poem. Uh, and that's not a matter of uh, turning the dial of seven chakra development to particular levels and keeping it there. Mind, body, spirit complex is not a machine. Don't play yourself like a machine. Uh, and and the, but the result of that um, fluid, plastic, balanced blending of the seven rays uh, allows intelligent energy to channel itself with minimal distortion for that particular unique person. Everyone is um, unique. Each being, each snowflake is unique, and the way of perfection of each is basically um, unique to each within the parameters of um, certain necessary development of the seven rays. All right. So we'll go on. There'll be more. Ra will explain this a little more. Fifty-four nine. We'll have to end in a couple of questions here. Don asks, do all mind-body-spirit complexes in the entire creation have the seven energy centers once they have reached full development or development to the point where they can have energy, seven energy centers? Interesting question. Ross said, these energy centers are in potential in macrocosm from the beginning of creation by the Logos. Coming out of timelessness, all is prepared. This is so of the infinite creation. Boom. So uh, the seven rays, chakras, synergy centers are potential in macrocosm from beginning of creation. Creation by the Logos means the galactic and solar Logoi creating galaxies and solar systems and their octaves. Um, within that original creation, um, you know, in potentia, before manifestation, <clears throat> the seven ray concept or the seven ray establishing is is already present um, and then they manifest as seven dimensions you know that that sevenfold plan um, gave rise to both densities and chakras and bodies uh, energy fields but it's from the beginning but it seems to indicate yes <laughs> that seven ray schema or seven frequency light distribution is universal to the logoi so, yes, it seems to be the case in the infinite creation. So, you know, the source is infinite, and its creation is infinite, both. It's the, infinite, in, the infinity of form and the infinity of source. The infinity of awareness, and then the infinite manifestation in, um, in seven, you know, clothed in seven energy fields, or seven frequencies, a blend of seven frequencies of light or form, light, intelligent energy is form, obviously, vehicle of experience also, um, that's infinite too. 54.10, then Don says, then I will assume that the Creator, in its intelligent appraisal of a way of knowing itself, created the concept of the seven areas of knowing 
Is this correct? It's a nice way of putting it. This, the concept of the seven areas of knowing, the seven spheres of, of knowing. That's a very useful concept or uh, view, I think. But, Ra says, it's partially incorrect. <laughs> Here's a case where I agree with Don <clears throat> and, uh, and stand on the other side with Ra, against Ra, but Ra said it's partially incorrect, which means it's partially correct. Ra said, the Logos creates light. The nature of this light thus creates the nature of the catalytic and energetic levels of experience in the creation. Thus it is that the highest of all honor duties <clears throat> that given to those of the next octave, meaning that, which, that, that honor duty which is given to those of the next octave, is the supervision of light in its manifestations during the experiential times, if you will, of your cycles. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> this is not session one or two. This is session 54. Um, the Logos creates light. God is the source of light. Um, the solar sublogoi are can be called gods, uh, just in the, you know, in the stupid human way. But God, more technically, is the source of light. Um, it is the nature of life that gives birth to infinite light. And light is not... Uh, light is basically um, uh, the nature of energy fields. The matter matter is a precipitation or or you know manifestation of energy fields. Those energy fields themselves are born of light, which is um, pre pre energetic. It is the source of energy fields and matter. Is light. The logos creates light. The galactic and the solar and that light, <clears throat> the nature of that light creates the nature of catalyst, um, catalytic and energetic levels of experience in the creation. So the levels are seven densities and all their subplanes, um, which are experienced by the seven chakras and all their subplanes or sub chakra levels of consciousness. Right, the seven the seven chakras. Um, give beingness the capacity for conscious experience of the seven dimensions. And the seven subplanes and sub-subplanes and sub-sub-subplanes of all those seven dimensions are experienced by seven-fold subplanes or sub-chakra levels in the seven-ray system of a being, which then is capable of experiencing all subplanes of all seven densities. In the low, in the octaves, and so the nature of that light being sevenfold and then infinitely subdivided by sevens, um, and its own vibratory polarized nature, vibratory and polarized, restless um, and uh, polarized, creates the nature of catalyst, or it is ultimately what catalyst is all about. You're experiencing light, light, you know. Uh, light consciousness experiences um, light of of body sensation perceptions thought forms uh, matter self and other you know inner outer uh, all that we're experiencing is light experiencing light <laughs> or the one experiencing well the one but consciousness is born of intelligent energy and form is born of intelligent energy dimensions are born of intelligent energy as is the capacity for their experiencing, meaning the vehicle of the seven-dimensional self and, sub -chak and chakras and those levels of consciousness. 
my head may fall off here, <coughs> like, or actually float, but luckily my neck is still in place. The nature of this light, intelligent energy, creates the nature of catalyst. It is the nature of catalyst. We're only, you know, it's light experience, light vehicle, um, a vehicle, um, body, mind, spirit complex with consciousness experiences, you know, which is born of, which, which is made out of intelligent energy, both the vehicle, the seven ray bodies and consciousness itself are born of intelligent energy and they're experiencing intelligent energy that, you know, that's the nature of catalyst itself. And so light, the nature of light creates the nature or is the nature of catalyst and the energy levels or the consciousness um, differentiations in all levels of experience in the creation. And then Ra talks about the guardians and says, the highest of all honor duties given to those in the next octave, Gautama, Nityananda, uh, is supervision of light in its manifestations during experiential times of cycles, <laughs> meaning they are um, working with the Logos to balance um, the flows and the vibratory conditions and changes of intelligent energy in the octave, in the seven dimensions of light in the octave, during the various cycles of experience on planets, <laughs> including harvest time now. And so guardians are the true light workers. The, the true light workers are guardians who are, you know, Ron talked about you know, the precise emissions of uh, light love to uh, assist beings in their harvest or graduation transformation process. Uh, a couple more and then we'll end here. 54.11, Don said, I'll make another statement, which Ross said yes to. Don's statement, the mind-body-spirit complex may choose because of the first distortion, free will, a mental configuration that is sufficiently displaced from the configuration of intelligent energy in a particular frequency or color of in-streaming energy, meaning distortion, so as to block a portion of in-streaming energy in that particular frequency or color, is it correct? Ross said yes. Blocking energy equals distortion in mind. Distortions in mind may be seen as energy blockages or blockages, uh, partial blockages of in-streaming energy of the seven rays. That's a really uh, scientific or, you know, physics professor approach to that uh, but the the way of energy transformation is normally done by <laughs> healing of mind <laughs> mind uh, you know love and wisdom 5412 Don says this question may be no good but I'll ask it can you give me a can you give me an idea of the maximum percentage of this energy it's possible to block meaning how block can you get in any one color or does that make any sense it's an interesting question Ra said, there may be, in an entity's pattern of in-streaming energy, a complete blockage in any energy or color or combination of energies or colors. So energy equals color. Those seven colors that we see are seven vibratory frequencies of different differentiations or qualities of intelligent energy. Uh, so <clears throat> the differentiation of color is a differentiation of energy or vibration or frequency which is associated with a differentiation of uh, consciousness um, you know these are variations uh, differentiations of infinity you know the original is intelligent infinity 
infinite intelligence, omniscience, uh, infinite mind, knowing, love, power, uh, the seven rays or seven dimensional frequencies, seven colors, uh, ultimately uh, for us come down to seven, um, seven frequencies of consciousness seven spheres of consciousness, seven qualities, essential realms or domains of consciousness. Um, and yes, it seems that there can be complete blockage <laughs> in any one of them. I don't know how long anybody can live with um, any chakra completely blocked. Um, it, Ra didn't say that that person would live. <laughs> they just said there could be a complete blockage. 5413, Don says, okay. Then I assume that the first distortion is the motivator, or what allows this blockage is it correct? And um, Don Don's approach is very very mechanistic, I must say, and um, this controls that and that controls the other. Um, but he's saying, isn't it true that the first distortion, law free will, is the basis for the this blockage that beings are, you know have the freedom to block themselves. Um, but have the freedom to block themselves is a different, has a different bias in mind than um, allows them to block themselves or is the motivator. And Ra picks up on that distinction and says in 54.13, we wish no quibbling, but prefer to avoid the use of terms such as the verb allow, to allow. Free will does not allow, nor would predetermination disallow experiential distortions. That's what we're talking about. Experience is distortion, by the way. <laughs> it's fashioned. But uh, there are distortions that lead up and those distortions that don't. There are distortions that lead to less distortion and distortions that get us um, buried, buried for incarnate many lifetimes. Free will does not allow <clears throat> nor would predetermination disallow experiential distortions. Rather, the law of confusion offers a free reach for the energies of each mind-body-spirit complex. The verb, to allow, would be considered pejorative in that it suggests a polarity between right and wrong, or allowed and not allowed. This may seem a minuscule point, however, to our best way of thinking, it bears some weight. Um, that'll be the last uh, exchange for today's class. Next time we'll pick up at 54.14 where it goes to the origin of Catalyst and some classic quotes from Ra, such as uh, the uh, nature of all energy is light and the origin of that light is the action of free will upon love. Nobody can talk that way. Nobody, there's no spiritual source that says that comes anywhere near the view, Ross' view, that the origin of light is the action of free will upon love. This is so super um, awakened. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there you go. Anyway, um, Ross saying in 54.13, they don't want to use the verb to allow because they're saying that it, it it's considered pejorative or a put-down or... Um, a sort of blaming or a it's a diminishment of what the logos is 
It's, it's a misunderstanding of the mind of the Logos. The Logos is not an angry father. The Logos is not, um, you know, the guy who punishes the evildoer. Even though evildoers get a lot of pain. <laughs> Evil doing generates lots of pain. But it isn't because it's wrong and punished or disallowed. Ra is saying, the law of confusion, the law of free will, same, right? The law of free will as the law of confusion. Um, from the Logos, right? From, from God, from the source, offers free reach, offers freedom, gives freedom, supports freedom for all beings to, to act as they wish. Freedom for what? Freedom for the energies of each mind-body-spirit complex. Freedom... Uh, to choose, which is the direction of will, which is um, the nature of free will, and um, the way evolution proceeds by free will. It's not allowed, it's given. Um, and Ross says, you know, if you use the word allow, they consider it pejorative, or um, it's a put-down to the logos. <laughs> it said, you know, it's sort of like, he ain't, um, you know... He ain't um, totally magnanimous, but he is. Actually, it, the Logos, um, is total power and offers that total power to, to itself in the vehicles of experience, in the octaves, um, for itself in those, you know, working with the illusion of limits uh, based in the concept of light, that allows um, itself to freely choose and freely experience and freely de develop. Uh, and say, Ross saying that, you know, if you, if you use the word allow, they consider it pejorative because it suggests a polarity between right and wrong and allowed and not allowed. Well, I thought that, that there were two paths of polarity, right? I thought that there was a positive and a negative path or a right and wrong. Um, or... Uh, you know, what's okay and not okay. Um, to our way of thinking, yes, there is polarity and there is skillful and skillful. <laughs> if you're on the positive path, um, living in virtue uh, is skillful and it's right uh, if you wish to proceed on the positive path. <clears throat> on the negative path, things are reversed. But... Um, this kind of human, limited, uh, limited human or small-minded view of right and wrong is not logoic mind. Logoic mind is different. Logoic mind acknowledges, um, number one, that um, the, the will to freely choose is paramount. You know, the original desires that entities seek and become one by themselves. Um, that's the desire. Not that entities are good. Not that entities do the right thing. But, <laughs> if you want happiness and you're on the positive path, uh, you better know what that means. Uh, if you want happiness, you better be on that positive path. If you are on the negative path, you will not have any happiness, my friend. <laughs> if there are any agents still listening in session 54, I think that they took them away. For any of you any of you uh, ears in the sky with the five eyes, 
uh, with heavy cataract activity. If you wish any happiness, you better not be on the negative path. And if you want to be on the positive path, you better know what it's all about. And so there isn't right and wrong in the law of one, Ra said, of course. But there is skillful unskillful for continued polarization or development on one of the two paths. And yes, there are no two paths. That's true, too. There's just the one. Uh, you can say there is no positive path, negative path. Sure, I can say that. I can go there. Um, there's the one. Shimmering. Um, but if you want to continue shimmering your light or the light um, with continued development, you better know what path you're on and the basis of that path. And you better live it. And if you don't, you'll suffer more. And when you suffer more, when we suffer more, it's because um, we're out of harmony. We're in distortion. We're, we're not um, living in the skillful way or according to the principles of our path. And that whole way of thinking is quite different than right and wrong, allowed, disallowed. And that whole thinking of right, wrong, allowed, disallowed is very Orion contaminated. Orion contaminates uh, true teaching or true universal view um, with all sorts of control um, uh, connotations, control-oriented tendencies. So this is a free will zone, and the Logos um, wants it that way. Um, meanwhile, if we wish to evolve, <laughs> if we wish happiness, if you wish for particular consequences, you better know what your causes are, and you better know causality, because um, you make your life. You make your, as Heraclitus said, character is destiny. You want to know your destiny, pay attention to your character. So, that'll be it for today. Next time, uh, we're trying to go to 54.14, and um, Don very um, wisely links um, the discussion about catalyst or a discussion about energy chakras and free will and, you know, the development of the seven chakras or mind and consciousness to conform with the original thought or the original condition of the seven energy qualities or the basis of it being intelligent energy or, um, you know, the logos to, to bring the seven back to the one. He's very much talking about how the one becomes the seven, and how the one, the seven returns to the one. And uh, this requires then discussion of balancing and catalyst, meaning what is balancing as a means of returning the seven to one, or full development of the seven, so that they return to the original one, and um, how that how the seven returns to the one through the agency of catalyst, and the working of balancing healing and balance, being the way of the positive path. A tone relates to um, vibration and sound and music, and therefore um, the definition that you brought says instrumental composition. Using a musical instrument or playing music, it's composed, meaning it's um, you know determined by mind and plan and arrangement, uh, so it's a vibratory, musical, uh, sound-oriented uh, composition or synthesis or composite, seven rays, the self, um, that 
uh, may have any intention it wishes. <laughs> the human definition, you know, said instrumental composition intended to portray a particular story, scene, mood, or mood. Um, the intentionality of the uh, selfhood we are creating um, is up to your free will. What is your intention? What is our intention? But if the intention is to continue developing on our path, uh, ultimately, if we're on the positive path, we'll make a beautiful composition, or the composition will have qualities of beauty. Um, if it it'll may portray this or that or the other thing, whatever, but it portrays the logos. <laughs> it portrays the one. It portrays its source. So the, uh, the purpose of our tone poem is to more fully um, express what we are, which is, you know, infinity, <laughs> or all the qualities of the absolute or Godhead or freedom, which, you know, obviously includes love and wisdom and intelligence um, and goodness. Um, but the idea is that it's poetic, it's an artistic creation. The, the self, selfhood is an artistic creation. And those selves that don't know beauty, um, um, you know, need to polish their, their artistic skills, <laughs> which is um, the discipline of understanding, which is what we're doing here and what we're seeking. So um, it's musical, it's vibratory, it's uh, artistic, it's composite, it's synthetic, it's a synthesis. Um, it is intentional, or its output, or its it's the form of our tone poem, or our selfhood, uh, our seven-dimensional selfhood, or beingness, or sent or identity, true identity. Um, its quality depends on uh, on the quality of our efforts in in self-shaping, in self-formation, in seeking experience. What experience do you seek? That experience shall be yourself. The experience we're seeking, um, you know, composes our selfhood. We compose our selfhood by our desires, high and low, clear and unclear, distorted and divine. Um, and so selfhood, the seven-dimensional selfhood, the octave self, is a fashioned uh, being, or is a beingness that self-fashions by choice, um, with total freedom, uh, given the parameters of seven-dimensional light, um, freedom given by the Logos or by Source. So, thank you for today. Um, I look forward to my coffee next time. <laughs> and um, this is good stuff. Um, I hope it's good for you too. Um, thanks for being here. See you next time, and good night.